Hello there, folks. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. In today's episode, we discuss flash fiction prompts. We come up with story ideas for individual prompts. My apologies to Bill Fagerback. Listen to the end of the episode to find out why I must apologize to the man. And I also would like to apologize to the Jewish community. Again, I'm sure you'll find out soon enough. Enjoy. I'm trying to think, what, what should the intro be? I, I kind of like the... The last time we did the fucking radio man, and <laughs> I want to go really, really schlocky with it too. Hey there, party people! It's one hundred three point four, the Jizz. I'm your DJ host, Slapmaster Nutsack. With me, as always, is the Hebrew Hammer, Spencer W. Church. Alright, today's theme is flash fiction. What we're going to do today is I'm going to read random writing prompts and we're going to see if we can come up with a story. Just clicking without reading, here's the first one. One evening, a portal to hell opens at the foot of your bed. A demon strides through, rips off your covers, and begins to drag you through the portal by your ankle saying, You're going to help me settle a bet. Why do we always have things with the devil and betting? I feel like we have already three flash fiction stories on the site about that. I know I wrote, I think, one or two. You wrote at least one. Yeah. Because it's one of the most, like, like classic themes when it it comes to the devil. Like, is a bed or a... uh, um, like a like a uh, set of scores or something like that. Yeah, and it's usually a bet that even if you win, you lose. Yeah. That that's not a fun one. That's I, that's what, too tried and true. And like, what are you gonna do? Like, it's not like you can be like, no, <laughs> no, no, sir. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, you just I, go back through that portal to hell. Yeah. It's the screaming and the fire and the noise. Because you know the bet's not good. It's gonna be like, I say we can get eighteen. Samurai swords into your asshole. And this other demon says you can only get 15. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> I think I'm just a little more old man with it. I'd be like, hey, fuckface, are you going to pay for my air conditioning bill? It's so my electric's going to be fucking through the roof because of your stupid heat blasting through your death portal. So hot. So warm. Uh, and then, like, if you have a nice, com- nice comforter set and he lights uh, on fire or singes a little. Uh, and it's got to stink. I mean, oh, everything's smelling like sulfur after that. Is that what it is? Just sulfur? Yeah, you'd think. So just hell smells like farts? No. Nah. Eggs? Rotten eggs? All right, here's a, here's a different one. The universe has ended and nothing is left. Nothing except all the damn immortals created by the many writing prompts all standing around wondering what to do. What is that? That's like a meta one. <laughs> yeah, right? Nothing except all the damn immortals created. Oh, so people creating immortals through writing prompts. That's stupid. And so there'd still be a lot of things left then, like, because there's a lot of writing prompts. There's way too many writing prompts just on here. By the way, folks, if you want to check this out, I'm on Writing Prompts Instagram. That's all it is. Um, Unbeknownst to you, the butterfly whose life you just saved is an ancient master of the butterfly effect. As she flutters away, she makes a strategically placed flap to repay your kindness. The flap is strategically placed? Well, yeah, because this is what they say, like, the that's, you know, that's the butterfly effect. 
uh, the fl- the flap of a butterfly wing changes or? can can change you know can cause an earthquake in California or a volcano will go off on some island or whatever that you know. So this butterfly being an ancient master of the butterfly fl- effect, I don't know why it has to be a butterfly, but anyway, this master purposely flaps its wing in such a way that it's going to change something for the positive because you helped it. Oh. Well, the way I would do it, I wouldn't have it necessarily be like the actual flapping of the of the wing, just that with it being an you saving it, yeah, you with you saving it, it will do something to repay you in some kind of way. Interesting. I don't know where you'd go with that story either. And that sounds a little too like nice for us. Yeah, that's not. We're not a friendly bunch. Our stories, our stories would be like, we killed one of the grandmasters, yeah. the butterfly, and then some terrible shit happened to you because of you killing a butterfly. Lots of volcanoes and death. Okay, here's a different one. This is how it works. Death explained. You pick the game and we play. Cheating is allowed, but if either one of us is caught by the other, they lose. If you win, you'll wake up back in the hospital and I'll give you another ten years. If you lose, then it's time for judgment. Understood? So, wait, do you want to, if you win, you end up back in the hospital? You pick the game and we play, okay, so, you're allowed to cheat, too. But if either one of us is caught by the other, they lose. That's fucking, that's lame. No, I'm not creative enough for that one. Long ago, the legendary sword Excalibur was melted down and lost to history. I'm immediately thinking sex toys. <laughs> Metal sex toys. You're just jamming the Excalibur in your cooter. Butt plug. Or butt plug. Why do... Because you figure, you know, the sword was stuck in the in the rock for so long. So it's just perfectly Good at plugging made. stuff up. Yep. Yep. Long ago, the legendary sword Excalibur was melted down and lost to history. The mythical blade steel ended up in your butter knife with all its magical properties intact. Now, when I started to read Butter Knife, I was really questioning where that was going to go. So you have a mortal butter knife, or a mythical butter knife. But how do you know it's a mythical butter knife? What's the chance? Like, like, I would like that better Like if it was... Maybe like a butter knife from an old antique set you might have got from like your grandparents. I don't see it being in like a set of butter knives you bought at Walmart. No. No, it's not going to be Chinese butter knives. If one I thought uh, Excalibur was magical, I don't really know the history of the whole King Arthur and Excalibur. Yeah, I never. I, mean, I was assuming, interested in that stuff, but I never dove into reading any of it. Assuming it's a magical sword, how did it get melted down in the first place? And if it did... Magic fire. If it did, you're talking about hundreds, thousands of years even of this fucking knife or this metal that was melted down just getting turned into other objects maybe. That could be a story. Yeah. Just through history, the sword that got melted down turned into money, gets turned into this. Uh, And then I guess you could go to modern day and then you end up with a butter knife. It would be cool, like, it getting repurposed into other knives, like... Maybe at some point it got turned into, like, a samurai sword. You know, it would be a cool story, and I don't think it would work for a flash fiction because it wouldn't, you know, It'd be too long. But if you had Excalibur got melted down, lost to history, right? Yeah. Well, like you said, it gets turned to other knives or other weapons. What if it was 
passed down through generations of different great, like Alexander the Great mm-hmm. and yeah. Genghis Khan. I mean, I guess it depends the time frame. I don't know when King Arthur took place. But, you know what I mean? And then we could go to modern day. got melted down into bullets or something. Yeah. Or one of, like, the Hitler's top generals, those little swords they had on the yeah. side. There's a lot of things you could do with that one. But the butter knife thing seems kind of... I guess yeah. if you're going with, like, a a more fun comedy Yeah, that, that'd be, story. Yeah, that'd be, like, a, a comedy. <clears throat> that was buttering my toast. And then all of a sudden, it just sliced through and... Ah! No, that's... I don't like that. Let me scroll down here. Here's a short one. You were just thrown into a volcano. That's a good start. That's yeah. always a good start. Yeah. Kill your main character in the first sentence. Yeah. Flash fiction solved. Yes, right? You're winning all the flash fiction competitions with that. You were just thrown into a volcano as a virgin sacrifice. They never expected you to walk back out. You know the funny thing would, would, would that would be like, you know, the whole virgin sacrifice, but like it turned out that you wasn't a virgin, so then somehow you survived it because <laughs> of that, because you're just like a dirty man slut or whatever. <laughs> Tricks on you, I've been getting around and I got the clap bad. <laughs> um, what would cause you to... Alright, let's start off with the story. Thrown in the volcano, so the ancient... What's a good name for a random race of people? You don't want to use the Mayans, like a made-up one. Yeah. Uh, the Inca Bonds. Yeah. The, the ancient Inca Bonds. I don't know why it has to be you. I mean, I guess it doesn't. So the ancient Inca Bonds took her up to the sacrifice pit, and they threw her virgin skank ass into the <laughs> volcano and puff of smoke, and they thought she was dead, and they went back and had a corn party and were having fun and throwing around gold. And then she came back, and she was madder than ever. With a, with a good right, I mean... Well, yeah, I'd be a little pissed off if somebody threw me in a flaming volcano. At least you'd have to figure vo- <coughs> volcano death has to be one of the quicker ways to go. Yeah. See, here's my problem. I'm more of a research-based writer, so when I write stories, I think about the logistics of stuff. And assuming she was some kind of magical deity or something and could survive a volcano... How the fuck did she get out of the volcano? One, when you <laughs> land in lava, you throw something in lava, it just plops on top of it because it's just melted rock doesn't just immediately sink like quicksand yeah. or something or water rather but even if she got somewhat out of it you're in a big crater how are you climbing out of it well maybe she could like fly or like um with her power she can literally move through the water as like if you were moving through the ocean like she could just swim through the lava yeah. and then just you know to the one of the the sides and then just you know just climb up the the side you know one of the ridges at the side i'm thinking of a Kill Bill story style story or a story of revenge. Yes. Say five men, five ancient uh, priestess. What were the in like a three hundred? What were the clericals or something? Some, not yeah. not the clericals. I think those were the women. Those gross guys. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I almost like some kind of grand priest yeah. and wiz, pr- wizards and whatever dumb shit they are. But say you have five of those guys and she takes them out one by one. Yeah. You have a cool revenge story, and then you could throw a like a Mayan Empire twist to it. Hmm. So you don't have modern weapons. You could have magic. You could have lots of things. All right, let's see what else. By chance, you end up on the jury for a crime you committed, but someone else was arrested for. So you're in charge. See, that's a good moral dilemma story. Yeah, I, I like I, that. I like that one. Yeah. See, there we go. That's a good one. So you're on the jury. Say you stabbed a man in the neck. Yeah. 
with a frozen piss sickle because you thought that <laughs> if you stabbed him with a frozen piss sickle, it would melt and then no one would find the weapon, right? But yeah. oh, you're too cocky. You shouldn't have used piss because they the DNA. Okay. Okay. You stabbed him with a knife, a mythical <laughs> Excalibur butter knife. You stabbed him right in the neck and or dick. They died. Both. For this flash fiction story, again, you have a word limit, so you don't need to focus on the murder. You focus briefly on the murder. So you start out, so maybe the cops are already there at the scene. Anyway, you end up, the murderer is on the jury. And he's sweating bullets because he got selected. See, that again, with the logistics, though, if I'm doing that, I'm saying some horrible shit to get out of jury duty. <laughs> like, if I get in there, I'll be like, mm-hmm, he looks rightly gay to me. I don't think I like that too much. And then he boom. gonna like it in jail. We gonna like a plenty when I get him convicted. Boy. Okay. But say he gets on the jury somehow. Can't get out of it. <clears throat> There's a guy who's convicted for the... Well, he's on trial for the murder. You have a good... Especially during the deliberation scene. I'm gonna say that's could be, that could be like the main chunk of the story. Like Not so much the courtroom stuff. But then in the in the back room, you go twelve angry men style with it, <laughs> and you have them all battling, you know. Or even better yet, everybody says the guy's guilty, and then it comes down to the actual murderer's vote. Does he do the right thing hmm. or the wrong thing? Or you could have it the opposite way. You could have everybody say the guy's not guilty, and but he doesn't want them to pursue the actual murder, which yeah. is him. So he says he's guilty, and then all that, yeah. Oh. There's a lot of wiggle room in that story. Quick sidebar, I couldn't help but think of whenever you said 12 Angry Man style, that I just immediately started of the 12, like 12 Angry Men in, inside Amy Schumer's <laughs> kid. Like. That was wonderful. Out of that whole show, just having... Because they had an all-star cast. <laughs> yeah. Too. They had more of an all-star cast in the actual movie. Because they had Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I think Paul Giamatti was in it. They had a whole bunch of people. Ugh. That was actually for you folks who have not seen that skit, and I've tried to look it up on YouTube, and you cannot fucking find it. I remember the one time you tried to show me. Yeah. You we had to like look it up in like Comedy in, Central. Yeah, and and like in in like five minute chunks because it's an actually like pretty decently long scene. We couldn't just watch it in one whole one whole go. Yeah, that always pisses me off when they do that. Why can't they just put it on YouTube? Because Comedy Central has other videos on YouTube, I yeah. believe. So why can't they do that? All right, here's a different story. It's 2 a.m. Suddenly, suddenly 2 a.m. Because you didn't know it was coming. Just bam, 2 a.m. You were probably sleeping. Oh, shit. Well, let me follow up. Let me follow up. Maybe he was. (laughs) I don't know. It's 2 a.m. Suddenly, you're awake. Oh, it's just shitty writing. Let me rephrase this in a way (laughs) actual people can understand. It's 2 a.m. Suddenly, you are waking up to see that an emergency broadcast has been aired. The message... Simply states, run. Zombie apocalypse is where I go with that. Yeah, I mean, that's really shitty on the news department there. Like, Yeah, just run. Hey, come because on, any give me some deep details here. If you have a zombie apocalypse, some kind of mass disease, a fucking Godzilla strike, a nuclear bomb, whatever you have, it's never going to say run. Because the, I know it's supposed to be a story, but... In what world does the government want you to panic, create mass chaos, unless it's done purposely? Yeah. Or if you go a troll, like a troll router, 
some kind of hacker hacked into the news mm. and then it's trying to cause a mass panic and then you can go into why and then you go into a black mirror style episode yeah, that like type story yeah who's behind the mass panic well and that's what too because they like i don't know about you but I'm not a big, like, sleeping with the TV on kind of guy. No, I can't sleep with the TV on. I don't I don't know how people do that. I find I always watch it. I remember as a child, and I'm only bringing this up because I was talking about this with my brother at work the other day. When we were young at my dad's house, he only had, like, three channels because he lived in the country. That was back before, that was even, like, just before the start of satellite getting popular. So there, that's all you had was, th- like, three channels out there. And we... I would try to sleep on the couch, and it, I don't even remember the name of the channel. It was like one of those, like a retro TV channel. Yeah. The show Coach would always come on, and I hated that show. But you could, you just stayed up and watched well, it. I watched every episode, and I hated it, and I hated every episode, and I hated that blonde guy. And to really divert from the conversation, what me and my brother were talking about was how weird that blonde guy looked. The, what, the big one? Yeah, with the stupid hair. And then... The dude, the other guy at work, he's a, he's like a newer guy. He just all of a sudden chimed in. Oh, you were talking about Bill Fagerback. And I was like, oh, that's a great name. And then I thought, wait a minute. How do you know that guy's name? Because that is a very obscure guy. Yeah. And then he proceeded, because apparently he knows Bill Fagerback's life story. Yeah, because we're not talking about the main guy. It's like The, the blonde guy. He's yeah. like a side guy, not Craig... I think is is isn't that like the same guy who like played like the retarded dude in the in the um the stand and the TV version of the stand? I think so. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember Gary Sinise from that. But anyway, he proceeded to tell us that that is the voice of Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And then I looked up Bill Fagerback, and he's a very prolific actor. Does he does a, a lot of voice work? Doesn't he? I was. Unaware of that, but he does have that voice. And then I realized, yeah, that dumb, dopey voice. It was that weird-looking guy. And he doesn't look that weird now because he cut his hair. It was just yeah. the haircut. It was bad. I don't know how we got onto this topic, but I just remember... Sleeping with the TV Yeah, right? I just... I Ever since then, like, I can't have the TV on because I just watch it. Even if it's fucking Coach or Becker or any of those stupid shows from the 90s that nobody cared about, that they only replay for no reason late at night. That's funny. Okay. Here's another one. You are starting to get really sick of your cat. Oh, no, fucking who hasn't had that problem? I don't even have a cat and I'm sick of I it. I go to other people's house and kick their cat. <laughs> That's just messaging folks. I do not kick other people's cats. I do not approve of kicking cats. If we have any Peter listeners, I, I love pussies. They're very nice. I like to pet them and rub on them, and I've owned many cats throughout my life. You are starting to get really sick of your cat always getting in your way and knocking stuff out of your hand. That's an asshole cat if it's knocking stuff out of your hand. You right? Is it like a schoolhouse bully from the 80s? Just like, eh, nerd, slap nerd, knock your books on the ground. And like, what's your setup to where, like, you're, like, if you're standing up and the cat can just get up to, like, up to where you are. Is it a like, mountain lion? Hey, get that shit out of here. Is it a puma? Like, <laughs> okay. So you're sick of your cat always knocking the stuff out of your hand. Little do you know, your spouse is constantly trying to kill you with traps and poison, and the cat is saving your life. Oh, man. You know what? This actually reminds me of a story that was submitted to us uh, on our Halloween contest. I don't know if you read it. It was I think it was a flash fiction story. It was pretty good. It was about a cat. It was a lady and her cat, and she had like some shitty boyfriend. 
Well, it turns out the cat was like a wizard or something, and he was just in the cat's body, got trapped in or something. So he ends up like poisoning her, or the guy or something, and uh, it's like a similar premise though. It's like, the, but this one's the opposite. The cat's trying to save a life versus killing a life. But I always like the killing the. But anyway, where do you go with that one? Uh, do you try to prolong the story as much as possible where you have, like, you think maybe the cat's evil. Why is this cat do? Oh, the cat tripped him. The cat did this. The cat knocked his tea out of his hand. What an asshole cat. And then maybe it slowly progresses. Oh, he was shaving and the cat jumped up and slapped the razor and it almost slit his throat. But then you found out the razor tip was, like, poison. Or, or like, rusty or something. Was gonna yeah. Give him a- so that's just, like... The whole, like, I'm with you. I would, I'm more towards, like, the cat wants to murder The evil cat. Yeah, just because, like, how, like, because I could see, like, you sleeping and the cat trying to attack you, attack your face in your sleep. I I have a hard time, like, working on how a cat's going to save you. Yeah, that does seem a little far-fetched, I guess. But if you have the lady trying to kill the guy, um, there's no real logical way I could think of the cat stopping all these different... Because why, why would she go to... Like, she's poisoning his drink and he knocks it out. Eventually, he's just going to get sick of the cat, right? Yeah. And maybe that's his downfall. He gets sick of the cat, gets, gets rid of it, and, and then, then he gets, dies. I mean, you could do a cool twist ending with that, too. I don't know. That's Let's see what else we got. That seems like that would be a longer story than the flash fiction. And that's the hardest part of the flash fiction, is trying to come up with something... That you can tell within that, that yeah, space. because you can't really just do the beginning, middle, and end like a regular story. Because with the flash fiction, I mean, you want to, but usually it's only a moment. Yeah, like most flash fiction stories, you just kind of focus on a moment. You can't really develop character too much. At most, maybe you can fit three characters in it. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. But yeah, most of mine have just been one. Yeah, like you, one character you usually people. have one character, and then like the nameless side characters yeah. that they deal with. But, uh, I mean, you could do, like, a love story with two characters. But once you get beyond... Even a third one, but once you get beyond that, it's really difficult. Yeah. You can't develop any kind of... Even with one person, you can't really develop... I mean, you have to use their expressions and the way they speak as, like, the best ways to describe who they are to the audience without being able to actually go into good exposition on them or tell their backstory or anything like that. So there's a lot of work that goes into it. You know how what like what I look at a flash flash fiction story is almost like a pitch, like like, like the blurb on a book kind, kind of like, like yeah like say if you you want you know you're gonna try to go to a publisher or something like that and be like look I have this story here like this five to eight hundred word story that if you like I can expand on and either make it into like a short story novel like or whatever you know just that instant kind of like. This is the general idea. Well, there's a lot of things you can do just from... Almost like these writing prompts. You just start with that basic idea. A flash fiction is just a more fleshed out version of that idea. And you can work your way up to a short story. And I've had a... For me, because I end up always writing over. So, if I have a flash fiction story, they usually end up turning into short stories. Yeah. Like a really small short story. But I just can't... It's really hard to get under a thousand words even. Let alone, especially when we're doing 500 for a while. Yeah. That was rough. Okay. Your roommate is literally the devil. Surprisingly, he is the best roommate you ever had. I could, I mean, that that could be a fun story. 
you can have it so he's like cool you say it's like a party roommate you're both party kind of guys yeah. smoking the herb drinking a little it'd be like part- it'd be pre- did did it say college roommate or just roommate it just said roommate i'm assuming it could be college but it's probably just like an apartment or- the, the the college i think is where if you made it a college roommate that's that, that's where you can really work with it too because say it's the college roommate he's a real cool guy like i said maybe he's a little bit into partying and stuff but slowly he starts taking uh hey buddy yeah you don't need to go to class today yeah. come on hang out with me say, okay and then just slowly takes you out of school makes slowly get you making the wrong decisions wouldn't it be cool if i had sex with your girlfriend dude let me watch <laughs> and then that's like, dude you know what man you have to do a three-way you have to do a three-way in hell <laughs> what no nothing man nothing <laughs> Dude, that that could that could be a fun one. I I, I like that one. I mean, you could make it a comedy. You could make it a horror because he could end up being obviously the devil. So I mean, you could have it end up where it's like everything that he had to the roommate believing and doing was just signifying that or it was uh, solidifying his, his place, place in hell. Yeah, yeah I say it would even be like a good drama too, or like even suspense. Yeah, there's a lot you could do with that. I like that one. I may have to start writing some of these down. Stealing people's ideas. Stealing your ideas. It's a writing prompt Instagram. It's meant to be stolen, Spencer. <laughs> Fair enough. Spencer, the W Hebrew Hammer Church. <laughs> you are the evil overlord. You have kidnapped the princess. Unfortunately, she developed Stockholm Syndrome, and she is far more evil and insane than you are. Now, I don't know about the... Because I don't really write fantasy, so I, don't, I wouldn't go the princess route... But I like the idea of cause it actually kind of reminds me of like that story in Cleveland where that guy kidnapped all those girls and yeah. had them in the basement for like a ridiculous long time. But what if it'd be a good revenge story? Like somehow they broke free and they tied him up and like locked him somewhere. But instead of you know just killing him or calling the cops or something, they do what he was doing to them, but in reverse. But then, but you'd have to take out the whole Stockholm syndrome thing then. Because, huh. like, even the way that, like, he he said that, I was like, I don't think that's how Stockholm Syndrome works. Well, Stockholm works. Syndrome, yeah, that means you get... You just, you you want to be there, and you, like, that's... You you don't think the person holding you captive is, is bad, that right? one uh, Utah girl, uh, Elizabeth Smart, I think her name was, where she got taken by the, the weird old couple, and they, like, had her for, I think it was, like, almost a year or something... But then, like, she didn't want to leave at some point. That's kind of what that is. So I, I wouldn't say like, Stockholm syndrome, but the just the flipping it around. I like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Her being her being evil. I actually always thought that'd be a cool story in general. Is say you had like a serial killer, and then he pretty much runs up against Jason Voorhees, right? Like you got a serial killer, but then he gets the Freddy Krueger or something like somebody way worse than him, and now he's the victim. Yeah. I always like that idea of the. Serial killer, the murderer, the rapist, the raw armed robber, whatever it is, becoming the victim of somebody else. There was a movie they did a really good job of that. Um, Hard Candy. I I remember seeing stuff for that, but I never it was, uh, I never watched that. Thing. I don't remember who the guy was, but it was Ellen Page. Oh wait, yes, I did see that. He's yeah. like a child uh, molester like, it, or something. It's that, like that Patrick. Willis or something, something like the guy that. from the guy who played Night Night Owl from The Watchmen and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff. That was a good movie. Yeah, because 
he was like a child molester or something, and he he's, like, he's kind of grooming her, <laughs> and then he takes her to his apartment and stuff, and then they gets flipped around, and she starts torturing him and stuff. Yeah, because like I think he did something to her friend and might have killed her or something. Yeah, she actually me. planned the whole the getting in there to his house. Oh, uh, that was such a good movie. See, I like that kind of story. Just the guy, because he doesn't just get his canuppums. You almost feel bad for him when they write it really yeah. well. You actually feel bad for the criminal. Because I remember in that one, you're like, oh man. Uh, but then you realize Black Mirror did that even better when they had the. The episode with the kid who was looking up kitty porn. Oh, the troll yeah. episode. And, see, th- they did it a little better. You didn't know he, that's what it was until the end. I mean, you started to figure it out by the end. But you felt so bad for that kid because all the shit they put him through. And then at the end, you're like, oh, he's kind of a monster. But then you think you still feel bad for him because it's just excellent writing. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else we got here. You've been sent to exercise the demon. These are a lot of demon ones on here. I'm not doing that. We need a non-demon one. The story's protagonist is the nicest person imaginable. So that already feels like that's going to turn off the reader, but let's find out where this goes. The story's narrator hates him with a seething passion. See, there you go. There you go. So That sounds like my everyday life, kind of. Again, that's a little bit of a fourth wall breaker because you have the narrator, which could be the writer. Yeah. Talk about how, how how much he hates the fucking character he's writing or narrating for. Well, I mean, that's kind of like my general outlook on anybody. <laughs> like, like, you can go the typical route of just having like a normal story, and the narrator, whether you name him or not, is just the person telling the story, and he just hates that person. So maybe it'd be you and somebody you work with, and you're telling some douchebag you work with, you're telling his story. But you're not going to be kind because you hate mm-hmm. that guy. So even if that guy does some cool stuff and he goes on the the hero's journey, you hate him. So you're going to put yeah. him down every chance you get. So instead of saving the princess, he's a bumbling fool that just happened to save the princess. He's like a, a drunken Mario. Instead of rescuing the princess from you know the evil fucking king overlord, he's just a douchebag that just happened to stumble his way through a big maze of fire and brimstone and all that shit. Humanity finally figures out faster than light travel and discovers that they are completely average by galactic standard. Except for one thing, our innate ability to bullshit our way out of any situation. I mean, the beginning of that doesn't seem too... So uh, we're average. Which seems about right. I mean, you at least... If you're going with an actual intergalactic council or something, like they already mastered space flight, we're just getting into it. I can understand that. But nobody knows how to bullshit. It's almost like, uh, oh, what was that Ricky Gervais movie? That had, like, the invention of lying? Yeah. Like, the first guy who lies or something like that. Yeah, because if nobody knew how to lie, they wouldn't understand what you were doing. Yeah. So they would just assume you're telling the truth. I don't know. See, again, that doesn't really have to be a space story. That could be kind of any story. But the space story works. It gives it a nice little, uh, spin on it, like, a different angle. It's just, I'm trying to think where you'd go with that, though. Because say, okay, we started talking to captains and presidents and emperors of other planets, and we're bullshitting. Are we trying to take over something? Oh, yeah, we're humans. Is it just one group of people out there doing this? It's not just all humanity that's involved in this? I guess there's a lot of different ways you can go with that. 
Alright, ooh, here's one. Stop. Commanded... What? Oh, stop. Commanded your GPS. It is time you discovered the truth. In 400 yards, turn left. So your GPS is demanding that you make this turn to change your destiny, perhaps? Yeah, it could it could either be some kind of, like, hacker story, or you could even go the whole more mystical route, like something's possessing it, or some outside force. Yeah, I can see the hacker story, and then it turns into a hostile situation, yeah. a kidnapping. I mean, like, yeah, the, hack, the hacker story is the more realistic. If you go, like, a machinery's possessed type of thing. I think they did an episode of Futurama or something similar along those lines. Ooh, this is a good one. Death is just a predator much higher on the food chain than we are, and our perception of it is as limited as an ant's perception of a child with a magnifying glass. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah, that would be a hard uh, flash fiction one, though. You need you need a lot. Because you'd have to... Cause you're setting up a lot of backstory there, too. Yeah, because then you figure if death is just higher in the food chain, something has to be above death. So you're going to want to tackle that. What would be the apex of the food chain? God? Dun, dun, dun. Maybe. Or whatever creation is. Yeah, because death is just... There's only one death, though? Would there, I think there would be many deaths. Well, death is probably like an entity... But if it's higher up on the food chain and we just go by what we know the food chain, it's just there's never just one predator. It's got to be... Oh, it, yeah. Because if you only have one predator, eventually the prey well, will outnumber the predator and it'll be flipped. It would probably be like... Death would be like its own form of, like, humanity. It just wouldn't be humanity. Like, it could, like... Like, it could split off into multiple things, but it's all just kind of, like... One... Like, I don't think you'd have a death and, like... Each kind of different thing at death would like have its own name or like distinguished thing about it. It'd probably just be like one, like former entity that commands itself. What if you had a different version of death for each kind of death that a person can have? Okay. So you have heart attack death, and that's a different creature. You have. Mauled by tiger death. I mean, then you well, then you're going with infinite death almost. Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot you could do with that one. Every year, the richest person alive is declared the winner of the capitalism. They get a badge, then all of their wealth is donated to charity, and they have to start over at zero. I'd be very pissed off. Right? I would be super unhappy if I worked my whole life, got super rich, and then won that dumbass award. <laughs> and just got. I don't want this. And you know how many people would rig so they would lose that award? Like, why do they have to start off at zero? Why? At least you want to make it so the rich person doesn't just hate humanity and turn into a supervillain. Because yeah, I don't care how nice of a guy, but, like, if you're Bill Gates and they took all of your billions of dollars, you're going to want to fuck some shit up. <laughs> you're just not going to strive to be that wealthy anymore. Maybe that's the goal of the... You just spread the wealth, and then, but slowly over time, because if they kept that award up, even if people were only had $150,000 in the bank and that was the yeah. highest in the country, then they lose all their money. It would just keep going down until nobody had any money. It just uh, You think it would form just like a nation of 
like homeless people. Yeah, it'd just be a black hole of despair. It'd just get really dark and nobody would be happy. Or just random rich asshole gives all his money away and everybody's happy for a year. I don't know what would be the... That would suck, especially if it's just like, say if America's just doing that. Oh, yeah. Because then you get all the other rich people. Well, like people would just move. All the rich people just move yeah. out of the country then. And then, you, well, like what I was getting at, then you got like have like those um, rich oil bearing people over like, like uh, over in the Middle East over there. Like those oh, people yeah. that are like so rich that like they, they're not even on the scale. Like they're, they're that rich. Like they make. Uh, like Bill, trillionaires. Yeah, they yeah they make uh, Bill Gates look like he's middle class. <laughs> they just come over and start like you. They just fuck with our country. Like they just take over. They took our job. And then once they took over, they'd be like, "All right, we're just gonna get rid of this stupid award thing." I'd imagine whoever created the award just get killed really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever council, or even if it was the government that created the award, I would imagine everything would just end. They would just kill them and then it would be over with. A boy in high school discovers he can create nations simply by vandalizing his geography book. So his doodles become real countries. That would like, say if he like scratched out Africa. Just, just like a huge disaster happens there oh, and just... That would be fucking cool. Not killing Africa, just... That, uh, that, that premise. <laughs> yeah. Or like... Alaska is all sunny and warm now. It just fucking melts everything up there. You know what I would do if I had that power? Create my own island. Yes. Or circle my house and make a big moat. <laughs> and then nobody could come over unless he say so. <laughs> They're not thinking big enough. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, technically you could probably do that without having a magical... <laughs> you guys are coming over. I don't like you no more. Moat. <laughs> Oh, man. I would be carving weird things into stuff. Faces. Yeah? Dicks. Everything. What would, what would you add on to the, the uh, Mount Rushmore? Oh, man, you'd have, like, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, Abe Lincoln, giant penis. <laughs> Bob Fagerback. <laughs> would you have Bob Fagerback on your Mount Rushmore of random strange guys that you barely remember from the 90s? How... How I don't understand how when he decided to try to become an actor and stuff, how did he not change his last name? Not only is it long and like and it's confusing, with two K's, two K's, yeah, because not only is it long and like confusing, but it also sounds slightly homophobic. Perhaps we are just douchebags and are mispronouncing his name. That that I didn't look up the pronunciation pronunciation of Bob Fagerback. It could be Fagerbach. Fair could, enough. I mean, yeah, that's Fagerback's like fun or more fun to say. Let's get to the next one. I don't know why you keep talking about Bob Fagerback. Stop bringing him up, Spencer. A boy in high school... Oh, we just did that one. Hey, that one had a doodle next to it. I like Ooh, doodles. Despite having pink hair, a tragic backstory, an untold magic power, the narrator refuses to make you the main character. Okay, so... I just don't like that because the dude got pink hair. Who says it's a man? Well, I mean, even if it's really a woman. I mean, woman. it said you. It doesn't have to be you. Oh, okay, I guess. It could be anybody. It's a story. Yeah. Use your imagination. I don't got none of that. I don't like that idea or that... 
Like, why is the narrator being such a dick about it? Who's he making the main character, then? I have a hint. It starts with B and ends in Faggerback. <laughs> Be 50 episodes in. You're like, why are these guys always talking about Bob Faggerback so much? Because he's Patrick. That's he's awesome. He's Patrick. It's perfect timing, too, because Patrick... The, uh, not angry, it's like a mischievous Patrick or something. Evil Patrick, I think yeah. it is. They keep it that memes going around, evil Patrick <laughs> Yeah. Meme. I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. Yeah. You can see the coolest stats of things that you touch. And today when you lean against the wall of your house, instead of the usual, contains four dogs, you say, people killed here, 327. That's a lot. That is way too many. <laughs> that you created a- that number. That is a lot. And what are the kind of things that you... like? It, so if whatever you could touch... You get to see the stats on. You're telling me you're not fine trying to come up with situations to like, as in they touch like the girl you like's ass or something and just be like, had this many guys with him or like. Holy fuck, 32 <laughs> dicks. Again. 37? Again, ladies. Spencer is just simply joking. He is not a misogynist that I know of. I'm not. Um. Yeah, I think if you had 327 deaths in your house. Somebody, well, actually, you said killed, so murdered. Yeah. 327 people murdered in your house. I think people are going to know about that. It's going to be probably in the news at some point. Like, when you when you bought that house, I would imagine the realtor would have to be like, by the way, there's 327 murders. We think the realtor has to be the fucking best retailer that has ever lived if you're selling that house. <sighs> yes. Unless if it's, like, some kind of old turn of the century house or something like some kind of old townhouse that like there's just been murders like one one murder a year it just can't happen this just wouldn't maybe it's on top of a cemetery would be more logical okay and then you can go the whole haunted cemetery house poltergeist whatever i think that premise is cool though the touching things and seeing the stats yeah I mean, besides touching girls' asses to see... Well, I mean, it could work the other way. Like, it, like, like touch a guy. It, it, do you have to touch their ass? Like, well, I mean, that was just, you know... What just, happens if you touched their shoulders? I mean, I guess it, it, it would still work the same way. But why is that the stat that comes up? Why does it, like, has gone well, to 47 English classes in her well, life? Like, maybe you can, like, when you touch them, you could think of what you want to know. About the per- ma- person. That's interesting. There's a like, lot if of you touch th- that person and you wanted to know how many English classes you wanted to know, that's so fine. That's what I want to know when I touch but somebody. But then, like, say, then if you touch that guy and you want to know how many dirty skanks he slept with, so you, or if he has the hurt, how many times he's had the hoop. Like, that can make a romance so you, story very interesting. Yeah. You have a couple. First date. Girl really likes guy. Guy really likes girl. Maybe they both got the She, she hurts his hand. She figures out the percentage of how often he uses a condom. Maybe. <laughs> Ew. Maybe we're going more technological with it, more reasonable, and we have a device that allows you Ooh. to check the stats on people. Maybe they have a chip that records everything they've ever done, and then we're talking a little bit in the future, and then you have a device, and you could scan it, but... Most people do that when they first meet somebody. Yeah. It's like almost like a morality check. You, uh, And then that creates its own group of people who want to be moral so they won't have sex until marriage and different things because they don't want to get checked and you don't want to go to church or people scan you and all that shit. Say you have that, but you then you have a couple and they go on a date, but they both agree not to scan each other. 
They want to go into fresh, blind, or, yeah. you know, the old ways. Old school. Yeah, old style. And then, not missionary. <laughs> <laughs> and then they progress, and maybe one of them's like, I gotta know. I just gotta know. And, like, they have sex one time, and, oh, he, he's, he's too good. So he must be a man whore. Mm-hmm. He's gotta be something. And she sneaks a scan. And then, oh, shit, he didn't do anything. And now she feels bad. But then she had to tell him because she felt guilty. So he scans her, and he finds out she was a dirty skank. Or vice versa. Yeah. Go either way with it. But that would be like a cool way to, like, do they stay together? Can he forgive her past or can she forgive his past? Hmm. That's a story. It's a story I don't want to write, but that does sound That's a story. The problem with that story for me is I would it, I would get in far too far into it and just keep going and going. You are an anime hero and you hate it. Your sword is too heavy. Your powers require you to be near death on a daily basis. That is shitty powers. Your female friends are walking stereotypes, and your arch enemies, arch nemesis, not arch enemy, your arch nemesis has a really stupid excuse for why he's trying to destroy the world. I just like the the sword's really heavy. Yeah. Was it Woody Allen? Like <laughs> you see the anime? Yeah, I don't like this sword. It's too heavy. Oh, I don't feel good. Mm. So why do you have to be death on death? Like I wouldn't well, want powers if I had to always be almost well, near well, death. Maybe they like he has powers. You know Dragon Ball Z, where you have all this strength, so you're constantly getting into these epic battles that you barely Dragon. survive. Yeah, that you barely survive. Here's a better one. Okay. One up me, same, why don't you? Same situation, but your anime character is near-death Yamcha. And everybody else around you is just super awesome, and you're fucking Yamcha. Did you hear about that? They, um, I don't know how long it ran for, but apparently there was a manga where a Dragon Ball Z fan somehow gets transported into the Dragon Ball Z manga. But the catch is, he's Yamcha. But he still retains all of his knowledge from the series. Ooh, that's good. So he just then goes and and does everything that... So it makes Yamcha the hero yeah, yeah. of the series because he's, he's able, able to solve all the yeah. problems because he knows what to do. That's fucking great. Right? Is I that like, a fan fiction or actual story? I mean, I don't think it's fan fiction... Well, from what I remember, it was actually in, like, that Jopo Pop or whatever that is. Like, that where they print those. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if it ever got moved into, like, the manga where, like, the book form of it to, like, to read. Or if it ever got translated into English. But I saw that and I was like, that's kind of interesting. I do like that idea. Man, you can do that with any of them, too. It doesn't just have to be Yamcha. Alright, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. My domain is time, said the genie. Instead of three wishes, you get three decisions. Go back and choose again. I'm going to skip that one because that's stupid. (laughs) Unless you want to do that one. I didn't. Mm -hmm. This one has a bunch of bleeps in it. Here's one. A boy asks a girl out. It's high school. It's awkward. Narrated from the point of view of a nature documentary. (laughs) The young male... He scoops out the female. She... That's... I don't like that. That seems like a lot of... And then, like... 
It'd be easier to write than narrate out loud, obviously, but still, I don't know how much fun that would and be. And then, like, I don't know, because, like, in my head, it would be, like, a really British accent. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not exactly sure how I'd get that on the paper. I don't know. I'd go Nigel Thornberry with his super, super British and big, big mustache. Big mustache. I'm trying to think. I just keep thinking, of, like, the Snoop Dogg <laughs> nature documentary, like, the thing he was doing. Okay... A child is kidnapped. Outrage. The monsters living under the bed and in their closet vow to find them. So the monsters want to find the kidnappers. I kind of like that. It's almost like an adult version of Monster Inc. almost. Did they try to save a... I didn't watch those movies. Well, no, but I mean, like, they kind of get friendly, like, with the one... The one kid. What kind of monsters are you if you're not scaring people? But then again, are they scaring the... What if they don't exist if the kid's not there to believe in them? Oh, so they almost have kinda, to have the like kid. like a happy scenario, kind of. Yeah. Eh. That could be. That could work. I mean. I guess. Jesus, take the wheel. Satan, get behind me. Buddha, man the 50 cow. So you just got the whole... I noticed there's no Muhammad in there. I think you'd be the driver. Well, the thing is... I don't know if Buddha would be the one to be... Yeah, why does he have the gun? Because, like, he's, like, the... Even out of Jesus, he's more peaceful than Jesus. If anything, Buddha should be the driver. Does Buddha have multiple arms, or is that just the... Statues. Uh, I don't even think those are statues of Buddha. I don't know. But if he has multiple arms, that would make sense of him holding the weapons. I don't think... That's not Buddha, is it? I thought Buddha was just the the big guy. The, you know, the big bald guy. Does he have to be big? I think so, yeah. I don't really know much about Buddha. In a world where pain is a physical object, it can be bottled and sent off to where it must be endured by the world's prisoners. So you stub your toe. You step on a Lego. You step on a Lego, and it's facing upward. And it's one of those L-shaped Legos. And it catches you right in the middle of the foot. Just below the heel, right where there's no callus. And it digs. And you fall down. Uh, I'm more Legos. I'm more Legos. <laughs> and you cry. And the Lego sticks in your eyeball. And it hurts. It hurts bad. And you don't even want to know what happened to the Lincoln Logs you tripped over earlier. But you could get rid of that pain. You don't have to feel it, because you can bottle it. But the catch is, you have to send it to somebody... Who can feel it for you? Maybe you have some kind of device that sucks the pain mm-hmm. out of you. And say that I don't know how that scenario works. I was thinking like, um, so say you go to the hospital to get a procedure done, and um, you know, they hook this device up to you for while you're in surgery and then the rehab afterwards. That as where you'd like, you know, you're walking, trying to get walking. It's still going to be difficult for you, but you won't feel the actual pain. It will actually, it would, it would almost kind of be like a colostomy bag where you'd have this thing. It just sucks in the and, and, and it would fill up, and then once it filled up, you would, you take it off, interchange a new bag or jar or whatever it would be, and then you send that off. Here's a thought. Could you do that with pleasure then? I mean, yeah, but I don't think they would send those to prisoners. No, not prisoners, but... Yeah, you think if you could do it for one thing, or one feeling, you could do it for multiple. Yeah, so if you could send pleasure to, say, your wife or something, but what if it becomes, like, a drug to you? Oh, yeah. Addicted it, to the pleasure. It'd become, like, a the, the ultimate ecstasy. Ooh, I think they did something like that in Dune. There was a 
drug that caused the ultimate ecstasy and people were addicted to it to the point where if they didn't do the drug, they would die. But the draws are a bitch. They are no fun, from what I hear. For lack of better candidates, someone's parents jokingly named the Norse god Loki as the child's godfather. He decides to take this seriously. So they name Loki the god, the child's godfather, and Loki is real. And he decides, wait a minute, I'm this kid's godfather, I'm going to do some shit. And if we know anything about Loki... It's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be mischievous. Oh, what the fuck happened? My phone turned white, Spencer. Uh-oh. Is it dead? Did you murder it? I don't know. I think I got it. The harder you are to kill, the more horrific your death will be. Having just survived a nuclear bomb, you're getting slightly worried. Yeah. <laughs> it would fucking suck to be Wolverine then, yeah. wouldn't it? So, if you're really hard to kill, that means you die way worse death. But how would you, like, if you survived the nuke, a nuclear bomb, what else is there really? Other than, that's the point. What other, would be than, worse? other than shooting you out into space. I feel like an, if you were, you died in a nuclear blast, so that wouldn't be the most painful form of death. Well, I guess it's not about pain. It's just about living through such horrible... I mean, unless if your abilities to be able to survive all the deaths and that nuclear blast doesn't kill you instantaneously. And you're just kind of lying there for a little bit like... Oh, until you finally, you know, kill over. I don't know. That because, seems... like, is your body still intact after that? Like, or Well, you, you survived miss... the nuclear blast and then you're going to die a worse death. But are you still, like... You know, do you still have, like, radiation burns and just, like, half your face is gone... That'd be awful. That'd be the slow, horrible death. So, I mean, I could see that as a fitting death for somebody hard to kill. Maybe the sun fucking explodes. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that guy, and you just want to end it, you just swim out into the ocean and down. (laughs) Who hasn't done that? This one's really good. You ordered a pizza. Okay. I like it so far. That's it. That's it? And that is the story prompt. Uh, I hope it's not one of those dick in the pizza pizzas. Oh, the extra sausage. Yeah, extra sausage. Man, I ordered Domino's the other day. <laughs> and had extra sausage. No, it didn't have enough. Oh. Had to call them back. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I guess you can pretty much do anything with that premise. <laughs> do you want a pizza, dear? Yes, I do. Let's order some pizza. And then the pizza comes. And it's a serial killer. Ooh. An alien. Elvis is the delivery guy. You know who would be my delivery guy. Who's that? Bob Fagerback. I should have known. Is it Bob Fagerback or Bill Fagerback? Have I been calling the wrong name this whole time? It is Bill Fagerback. <laughs> and it's sad that I only type B and Bill Fagerback comes up on my phone because I was looking him up yesterday. <laughs> There, you know there's going to be one fucking guy who listens to this and you get so mad that I've been calling him Bob Fagerback. You guys are wrong. He's fucking Bill. He's goddamn name. is fucking Bill Fagerback. You goddamn asshole. You son of a bitch. You're pronouncing it wrong, too. It's Fagerback. It's a fucking Fagerback. Man, 
I'm just going to apologize ahead of time for the Bill Fackerback fan club. I think I said his name right at the beginning. I don't know. I feel like that kind of ruins the whole rest of the episode. It's like it's over now. Uh, also, we've been doing this for like an hour. <laughs> I don't see a more fitting end than, than talking about Bill Fagerback. And giving him his rightful due. What if he has a brother named Bob Fagerback? I was just going to bring that up. Like, Here's a Flash Fiction idea for you, Spencer. Okay. I want you to write this for Friday. Okay. Two podcast assholes. <laughs> All right. I like it. Start talking about Bob Fagerback. All right. And then a pizza comes. <laughs> and the delivery driver. No. They start talking about Bob Fagerback. Unbeknownst to them, Bill Fagerback is listening to that podcast. Because he got nothing better to do. No, of course not. And he is super jacked. Yeah, he's, he's gone big. Because we were making fun of Coach, for one. We called him lots of awful names that are probably undeserving. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. And we, I just kept fucking his name up. Kept calling him Bob. So, what's, what's your story? Bill Fagerback hears us. Oh, it's, it's revenge. On the old Radio 2 box. Oh, he's going to get revenge, but are you thinking Kill Bill with Yellow Banana Suit Revenge? Or are you thinking... Yeah, well, I think... Th- I don't know how I'm going to get there, but the end is him killing us and pinning, pinning us up like starfish. Ooh, that's a good one. I wish I knew more coach references because I'm sure he had some kind of stupid... Catchphrase. Yeah, he had to have something. <laughs> Maybe he just makes us watch coach until we end it ourselves. If he is the guy from um, from the stand that I think of, the uh, that handicapped kid had like... like a, He kept on saying something about like the blue moon or something. It's been a while since, I, since I've read the stand. That was one of the first ones I read. But he just, you know, he, as he's just chasing us, he's just doing his his kid from the uh, from the from the stand, just all creepy. You know what? I think we'll do to end this episode. We'll give the flash fiction prompt to the audience. Okay. Bill Fagerback. Here's you talking shit about him. What's he gonna do? Messing up his name. What do you do when Bill Fagerback comes for you, brother? Ooh. Oh, yeah. All right. See you later, folks.